nice shirt, bro. Thank you, bro. Yeah. Felt it was my turn to rock the Ames. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about maybe taking, but I don't have an Ames Bros shirt under this. I just have an undershirt, so. No. Yeah. I want to rock the beast mode today. Yeah. Yeah. I feel feeling that. it. I feel that. I thought. I'm like, I own some really cool sports jerseys, and I just never wear them. I can wear them anywhere at any time. Who gives a fuck? You know, Seahawks, Panthers, Vi- like who in Colorado really cares? You See, know? I can only wear really the Gronk one all the time. I guess I can wear Welker one all the time, but that Brady one is a liability. Yeah. Because it's all white. <laughs> oh, sure, 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 sure. I see what you mean there. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I would I would yeah. love to rock it more, but. Uh, that's game day, dude. That, yeah. That's for the <laughs> yeah. That's for the sport. See, now I got to get a TB, TB. Yeah. jersey you know I, and get a home jersey so that it's you know the colors are there and it's not going to show up any stains i'm glad with my jerseys because marshall lynch retired a seahawk after he almost didn't uh yeah. and well, then, welker retired uh bronco mm-hmm. so yeah. that one's okay mm-hmm. and then i've got jared allen who retired a viking i have luke keekley retired a panther so the, and those are three goats in my opinion i love all three of those players with all my heart i got teddy bridgewater which now works because he plays in denver uh, I got I got the Von Miller, you know. I got, I got some I got some jerseys. The only one is I have an Arenado jersey. It's like a really cool purple Rockies jersey, and you know I can't wear it without being like we're disrespecting this. That franchise disrespects sports in general, you know. Hey, that, that that franchise just flies in the face of what sports is. Hey, by the way, let's go fucking Nuggets. Beat won the series against the Blazers last oh, night. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Yeah. Uh, just so we can uh, edit this, you know, a little heat secret for the people listening. This is how I get the this to line up with that. Nice. What's up? What's head? So Sorry about that I got excited. Lakers are out. They're out. Fucking Nuggets LeBron. are still 80. going. What's the series at? Uh, um. Uh, you mean like who's gonna play who? Oh, so they beat them in the oh, series. They They're going in the next round. Okay. They won last night. They beat the Blazers in uh, Portland. Uh, yeah, suck it, Blazers. Okay. Dame, you're a beast, and uh, so where I love are we, beating you. Where are we at in the in the grand scheme? Are there eight or four teams left? So uh, there were eight. Now there are four in each conference. Yep. So there's okay. eight total. You're, so semi, no, quarterfinals. Yep, quarterfinals. Let me see, because I don't actually. We're either going to play the Mavs or the Clippers. And last I looked, it looked like Mavs. Uh, let's see, Mavs. Clippers. Let's see if they're still playing. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's game mm-hmm. seven tonight. So we will find out tonight who the Nuggets are playing. And I believe the Jazz have beaten. Well, no, 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 no. It'll depend, actually, because the Suns won. You mean the Jizz? The Utah Jizz? I'm so, <laughs> I'm so fucking mad that the Jazz won against the Grizzlies. It just, I, I knew it was going to happen, but like, it. I hate them. I hate the Jazz. Um, so, Jack. Sorry, Utah fans, these, but uh, you get it, okay? You hate the Nuggets, too. And get, hey, listen to some <laughs> bullshit, dude. Well, okay. hang on real quick. About the Nuggets. Uh-huh. The two players you said are out right now. Jamal Murray and Will Barton. Do they have a chance of coming back during the playoffs? Or are they I, just done for the season? I don't know about Will Barton, because like he's been hurt for like two years on and off, <laughs> but like never plays. And Jamal Murray is Definitely out for the rest of the season. Yeah, he tore his ACL. Ugh, yeah, it stinks. Because, like, if he were playing right – because they're playing really well. Like, they they look good. The, the whole team looks, like, playoff ready, but it's, like, a totally different team. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. It's cool. I like – man. Do you it, like actually being able to watch the games because they're prime time? So let me tell you <laughs> bullshit, dude. What? Well, I can watch most of them. If they're on ESPN or TNT, I can watch them because they have their own crews that go out and do it, and they're big enough networks that, of course, they're going to play these games. There was one game 
at the beginning of this week that they put on NBA TV because they uh, suck LeBron James' dick at all times. Adam Silver uh, can't. Or not. is he like an investor, or is he just like I demand NBA TV? Uh, no. So they always put LeBron on ESPN or TNT. You'll never see a LeBron James team well, on that's, NBA that's TV. Over. Yeah, the Lakers fucking suck. So they were the seventh seed, and yet their game still got picked over the Nuggets Blazers to be played at 8 p.m. Again, I get it. LA is a big market. Blah blah right. blah blah blah. But the I I'd rather the utter, watch good basketball. The, the utter trashing that came from them losing. Yeah. Dave, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports in particular. Nice. He, uh, or let's see this. Um, I oh love God. it because, yeah. This, so, to so, and for people that don't know that have kind of picked it up through yeah, the podcast. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't remind people that at King James has never won a real playoff series <laughs> with the Lakers. <laughs> Here's, okay. Let's, let's make some points about that real quick. The Nuggets, if they had lost last night, they would have played in their fifth seven-game series in three years. That's crazy. That's unprecedented, right? And they've they have won. Uh, so they played four, and they've won three of the four, which is Nuts, dude. That means they've won. What? What he said. This next one is a follow up to it. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't point out that both last year's NBA bubble finals teams got <laughs> destroyed in the first round of the playoffs yeah. this year. Yeah. Really makes you think that the bubble shouldn't count, right? Just an unbiased <laughs> observer spitting facts. <laughs> I love Dave, Dave Portnoy. Yeah, because that it, it's an incu, uh, incubator to keep LeBron James and Anthony Davis healthy, and so the Nuggets slaving away, kicking ass, winning games in seven game series. They played fourteen games before they got to the Lakers. The Lakers had played eight, or yeah, they no, they they won eight. They played ten. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets had played fourteen and won eight. So they played, you know quite a few more games than the Lakers and the Lakers had Anthony Davis and you know, fucking LeBron James and all the guys they, 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 Dwight Howard was good for some reason. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, hate, hate the Lakers, everything about them always and forever. Even if I move to LA, I'll be a Clippers fan. Die hard. I, I mean, I'll still be a Nuggets fan forever and always, but like big old clip show. Though. If people are like, Oh, who's your LA team? Clippers always and forever. Never Lakers. Ever Lakers. Yeah. I'm sick of the Lakers. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, and, you know, since uh, I guess I guess, based on my uh, Boston allegiances, my second basketball team, because Nuggets will always and forever be my top basketball team. That's the only Denver team that I appreciate and don't think always throws it away. They try and try and look at how far they've come so far, you know? And so I'm going to, I'm going to champion them. I have their hat. I wear it proud. I do too. And, uh, you know, I, I I wish I could follow basketball more. I would follow it more if we could fucking. Oh, so on NBA TV, I'm like, all right, screw it. You know, I'm, I'm at home. I have NBA TV. I don't have to like find a stream or anything like that. Fuck it. We'll just watch it. Go to NBA TV. Sorry can't play this because the local provider there's no local provider of this game which means that the only city in the country that couldn't watch that game because of this bullshit between fucking um, no you know what it probably was if you were on your like uh cellular data watching it mm-hmm. you probably could have watched it probably. but because it was going through fucking comcast yeah. xfinity bullshit yep couldn't watch it they fucked you over yeah, yeah, it's it's a real bummer. It's annoying, and there's no good reason for it to be happening, other than greedy ass motherfuckers. Okay, you hear that? Greedy. You hear that? Greedy pieces of shit. 
Listen, this is what you're doing, you pieces of shit. We have the best Nuggets team I've ever seen. Maybe the 2019 with Melo and Chauncey. I mean, basically like, you know, five all-stars or whatever, maybe that you couldn't keep together because you stink at keeping teams together. <laughs> uh, this is the best team, and I can't watch them. I couldn't watch them at all. All this season. I, I, I watched them for the first playoff game, and I was like, this is a brand new team to me. I don't know any of these guys, you know? Now I do. Now I get it. But mm -hmm. that's not fair. Okay? No, that's it's fair. fucking bullshit. I hate it, dude. But that is some cunty shit. Because so the only what? people that suffer did, are the did fans. Did we actually go over what Avalanche the deal fans? was? Like, what what went wrong with Altitude and Comcast? I think, from my understanding, again, I don't know the specifics or anything, but it's basically, it's like Marvel and Sony. It's like, uh, you know, renegotiating a contract and Altitude saying, um, or, you know, Xfinity probably, actually, it's kind of probably more like a like an apartment um, lease or something like that, where, okay, it's been five years, seven years, ten years, whatever the contract was, let's re-up this, and then either Xfinity or Altitude brought what just apparently is an unreasonable uh claim I, I whoever did what apparently whoever's mad at the other is just so unreasonable that there's been for almost two years now no way of fixing it and the fans are like signing things and trying but this is xfinity we can't do anything about it you know yeah. and like i don't know if they're the being being the ones that are un, uh unreasonable or it's the fucking cronkies well, that's fucking wild because you can't watch it unless it's on a big network like espn or, or TNT, tnt yeah you know because because and like cronky <sighs> cronky doesn't give a fuck cronky owns the la rams he's like i got matt stafford and aaron donald like whatever Meanwhile, we have the MVP, MVP of the NBA who will not get picked by as the MVP because they do not want Nikola Jokic to be the MVP for whatever reason. They do not want Denver. Even he they, pretty much just like puts the team on his back. It's bonkers, dude. They'll like do all these like highlight reels and like, yeah, sure, Joker's in there, like going like, yeah, like one time. But you got like three of LeBron getting an oop and like Giannis doing stuff and James Harden doing all the things. You've got like multiple shots and then just one quick shot of Jokic going, yeah, like every for years now they've been doing this. They they just do not want small market team. The NBA in particular, and it's probably because of a lot of their, I shouldn't say hey, this. Hey, you know how you make a small market team a big market team? By fucking showing them. I, and I, like, I get it, but like, you don't... You don't need three New York teams to like be successful. You can build up Denver. You can build up Milwaukee, which you kind of are because they have a generational talent. But we have a generational talent. And it's just like you're ignoring good basketball at this point is what you're doing. Adam Silver saying we value the current stars so much that we don't care about really anybody else. If we can have LeBron James and James Harden and Steph Curry be the faces of the NBA and, and Kevin Durant for 20 years, I'll be happy. And it's like, they're amazing. I get it. But like, yeah, it's just, it's frustrating. You can't do anything about it, you know, mm -hmm. but you can fucking win. But the Lakers, but the, the Nuggets, they could still win. And mm -hmm. if they win, it has to be a death. But actually, I don't think it will be because look at the Toronto Raptors. Two years ago, they won the NBA championship. Nobody talks about it. If anything, that team has been like pushed into ruin after that. Mm. You know, they've lost all their players. They've yet Marcus all went to the fucking uh, to, to the Lakers, which, you know, great move, Mark. Uh, yeah. But um, oh, it makes me so angry. There's a tweet from uh, Josh Potter. Uh, this summer, LeBron going to walk off the court in the middle of the fourth and leave Bugs Bunny hanging. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Dude, LeBron's the goat, man. He does everything right. I mean, LeBron's an unprecedented the talent in the game. Point, like Michael Jordan couldn't do what LeBron's done. No way. Yeah, <laughs> Bounce around to teams trying to look for fucking championships again. It doesn't that the LeBron versus Jordan thing doesn't actually matter, but it's so easy. LeBron has never won three in a row, left and played a different sport, came back, took half a season to get right, and then won three more in a row. Also in the league back then, to get technical fouls, you had to like punch each other in the fucking face. Yeah. Now you have to just bounce the ball really hard. Now you have to be upset. LeBron James, you yeah. know, to, to get someone to have a foul on you. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's like I saw some stuff that was like comparing technical fouls back then. Like it was Shaq getting into a fight with um, – uh shit why am i blanking on his name well terrible oh terrible. charles barkley. charles barkley mm-hmm. yeah getting into a fight with him um charles and, a big dude yeah, yeah charles much bigger than mj like, <laughs> so much bigger but it, it was shack and uh barkley. Shaq, yeah. yeah sorry yeah yeah and they started getting into a fight and then a technical foul got called and they showed one today and i can't remember who the player was but it was like after you know the whistle blew and they had to you know do the what, what do they call it check when they pass in from the side or whatever like the ball went out of bounds yeah, like yeah, yeah and the guy was just like he had this momentum going he's like god damn it and he slammed the ball down super hard and they gave him a technical foul yeah. and then there was one where uh it was after a play and then the uh you know they had to give the ball to the ref and the dude just kind of threw it a little too hard they gave him a technical foul you know how that's I, a technical foul you know how i know lebron james and anthony davis are soft as fuck is because yes, they do get hit in the face. I you they'll, they'll show the replays and sure enough, these dudes get oh, right to the face. Every other player gets hit in the face. They go oh geez, they like go to the ground. And they're like oh, every time LeBron and AD and maybe this is just because they practice. They literally they get hit. They go oh yeah, and then they're down writhing for three minutes because they know they're the NBA's paycheck. They know that if they but. You know, they get hurt all the time because LeBron's old as fuck and Anthony Davis is a bizarre construction of a human being. He is not designed to be sustainably healthy for a long time. Yao Ming. Yao Ming broke his feet every, like, three weeks. You know what I mean? It's not an actual true thing, <laughs> but he broke his feet a lot uh, and because he's seven foot five and yeah. people are not supposed to be seven foot five. No. <laughs> yeah, like, that's... It's amazing if they are and they can play professional basketball. I mean, that is unbelievable. And also be Chinese. But to be naive and think, oh, this could be forever like we're gonna be like these guys get hurt and that's where like Jokic is I think it helps that he was like kind of pudgy and fat I mean like he grew into his body you see him and like knock on every piece of wood I pray to God he doesn't get hurt ever anytime soon anything ever but like you never know what could happen I at least he doesn't look as he just looks so sturdy you know what I mean mostly because he just drank a shit ton of coke and got really good at basketball at the same time so he became 300 pounds of just 300 seven foot pounds you know what I mean like, so is that why you drink coke and snickers after you uh work out <laughs> dude I'm, st- I'm still it's not that's not why but like is it Jokic or Jokic, Jokic yeah. okay and then Joker but, okay because uh, I was uh, uh I'll tell you dude I'm I was hanging weight. out with people last weekend watching games and they kept talking about it and they kept saying Jokic and I'm like is that how you pronounce it no, no I don't it. think so Nikola Jokic it's okay. for sure Nikola Jokic okay. <laughs> they need to stop it <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like when he gets called Joker no he 
he, I just, I always quote that. This was when, I think it was like his second. Dude, dude, stop it. I, this was like the year that he became what he became, but it was like the first game of the year and they kicked, uh, they kicked some, I think it was the Timberwolves ass or something like that. And the crowd was going crazy because he was unbelievable. And like at that point, the season before he was really good and we we're like, whoa, okay, this guy, he looks goofy, but he does the job. And then that game, we were like, he's the guy. He's definitely the guy. And the crowd's just going crazy for him. And they, he, they're doing that. And he just goes, they need to stop it. Like, ran, like, what do you think of this? He's like, they got to stop it. <laughs> and now his English is so much better. Where is he from? I think Serbia. Okay. I yeah. And like, now you'll see him. They'll do ESPN. Like, Charles Barkley will do it on TNT. What's up, Joker? How's it going, man? I'll ask a question. Yeah, I'll get you. will just go. Like, you know, they need to guard me, but uh, I got uh, really tired out there. Uh, they, he'll just like go on and on and on. I'm, I'm impressed. He's know? working on it. He's working on it. And guess He's who a just, similar. Guess who doesn't care? The league that he makes great. I hate Adam Silver. I just feel like he is so, his priorities are so askew of what professional He sounds like a be. Hollywood producer, and that makes me hate him. He sounds like a guy who will do anything to make as much money as possible, including like Joel Silver. Including, uh, you know, just doubling down on your relationship with China to a point that it obscures your morals entirely, you know? Uh, but that's not why we're talking about this. The Denver Nuggets have done it again. And this time, what's great about them beating the Blazers, three things I can name right off the bat about them beating the Blazers. One, Carmelo Anthony is on the Blazers right now. <laughs> that was sweet. That was wonderful. Though, I did agree with Vic. I saw he posted something on Instagram during the first game. They were booing Melo. And I was like, I know it didn't end pretty, but like, I would boo him. He really, he, he got us to the playoffs for okay, 10 years. You boo him the first game he came back to Denver. Right. Like, that was an epic booing. That was a big boo when he was on the Knicks. But and he just, was still great. And then you just leave it at that. But he is a bench player now. Like, booing him is just mean. Yeah. Come on, Denver. Let's not do that. Let's yeah, not you, do what that. What are you holding on to? We can boo this guy, Yosef Nurkic. It's not like he won a championship, did he? Uh, no, he got close, though. He got us really close. And, like, again... No, I mean like on other teams. Oh no, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah, he he did close to maybe as well one year. He didn't whatever. LeBron us. No, he had like three good years at the Knicks and then just fell apart. Um, Yusuf Nurkic because wasn't he on the Nets next and then now he's on the Blazers? He was on the Knicks and then he was on the. Might have actually just gone straight to the Blazers. Okay. No, he's on the Rockets. He went the to the Rockets, Rockets. briefly. Yeah. I, I get them and the Nets mixed up. Yeah, because maybe one other team. It's like they seem to be like tossing players back and forth. Like you know, James Harden now. James Harden, and yeah. also them getting kicked out the first uh, round was awesome. Or was it the second round? Wait, are the Nets still in it? I think so. Oh, I mean, if I, they're not, I thought they lost to the Celtics. Let me just get the whole NBA playoffs here. Yeah, I thought they lost to the Celtics. Yeah, uh, maybe they did. Um, they were definitely playing the Celtics. They. Oh, I request elaboration. St- okay, thank you. No, they beat the Celtics four to one. Oh, okay, never um, mind then. That would have been awesome though. Atlanta beat the Knicks. Ugh. I just hate when the Knicks are good. It gets so annoying. It's like when the Cowboys are good. I can't. You wouldn't be it. good friends with Sam Morrill then. Probably not, man. <laughs> I wouldn't be good friends with Stephen A. Smith. I'd be like, fuck the Knicks, fuck the Steelers. I hate hey, you these know teams. That makes me happy because Woody Allen's sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also like how the the to your point of the teams from last year in the bubble. So the the Heat beat the Bucks. That was, wasn't my point. That was Portnoy's point. Portnoy's point. Uh, and but the Heat beat the Bucks, and it was like a whoa. This is a change of the guard in the East, and Yana blah blah blah. The Bucks swept the Heat so easily. Four <laughs> zero. They were the only team that had a sweep. The entire. <laughs> they played each other again. That's great. Oh no. What? 
Oh, we're playing the Suns. That'll that bad? be. It'll be interesting because the Suns are good, and I like the Suns. I kind of was like rooting for them this year just because like I like their colors. I like the colors. It's a team that hasn't been good for a little while that's coming up, and that's interesting. Um, I like Chris Paul as a basketball player and as a human, as uh, uh, like leader human. He seems a leader human. Well, like as a person, he seems fine, but like as a leader of a team, he seems like a real fucking asshole. Everybody that plays with him eventually wants to leave. Like it's crazy. I mean, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, James Harden, all have been like, I will not play with Chris Paul. <laughs> He's just too much. CP3 Jack. But the Suns are kind of like the the Nuggets in a way where like they're a really young, homegrown kind of operation. Like Devin Booker was drafted by them. Um a, a tomb or whoever their center is, uh, who's really good. He was their first overall pick a couple years ago. And now they have Chris Paul and like, he can teach them how to win. The thing about the nuggets though, we never had that Chris Paul. Okay. We've just done it by ourselves and we've done it over four or five really hard, long years of getting better and better and better. So this yeah, will be isn't our team pretty much drafted pretty much. I mean, we, we, so this year's a little different. We had to make some moves, especially with Jamal getting hurt. We right. went out, we got Aaron Gordon from the magic. Who's an all-star and he is exactly what we needed because he's another seven footer. Who's more athletic than Jokic. Um, just as far as like, just like power. Jokic is a great power guy, but he's more finesse. This guy's strong. Um, we got my, uh, Michael Porter jr. Who is a, uh, he's, he's coming into his own, Ceiling for Michael Porter Jr., Kevin Durant. Floor, if this is his floor right now and he just keeps doing this, totally fine. He'll be in our starting lineup. Mm. Uh, uh, shooting guard. Oh, you mean floor and ceiling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At his best, he at could his, be Kevin Durant yeah. at his worst. At his, I hope this is him at like his worst. That'd be cool. Because okay. he's pretty good. He's got time to develop. Shooting guard is Austin Rivers, who's Doc Rivers' son, who we grabbed pretty quickly after Jamal got hurt. And he's kind of a cool presence. He was Chris Paul's backup for a really long time, so a little storyline there. And then uh, point guard right now is a guy named uh, Capricio. Uh, I think he's from Argentina. And I remember watching a game, the first game with him, I'm like, this guy stinks. He hasn't made a single point. And then right after I thought that in the fourth quarter, he like drained three of the most important threes of the entire game. I'm like, all right, he's okay. okay. He's okay. <laughs> we got our bench. Most of our bench is still around. It's exciting. It's good. Real quick about the Blazers, because I forgot. Second rivalry, uh, Yosef Nurkic, or second storyline, Yosef Nurkic was a center here. Pretty good. Huge. He's like 7'3". Big. His dad is like, he's big. His dad is like 400-some pounds. So, like, that kind of a family. And uh, then we got Jokic, and uh, it was basically, which big man are we going to keep? And we were so easily convinced that it was Jokic that not only did we trade Nurkic, we traded him in the division, which is incredibly insulting, uh, I think. I don't know. I feel like if you're a good player, you do, like, in the NFL, if you're in the AFC and you got a guy who's a guy, right, send him to the NFC no matter what. That is your, you will not, you won't listen to half the league because you have a chance to play him every year, right? No, no, no. Play him every three years. We were like, We'll play you all the time and in the playoffs, and we'll still kick your ass, Nurkic. <laughs> and he plays like he's betrayed and upset, and Jokic just makes him look silly all the time. He's a great player. He's definitely gotten so much better in Portland, but also... That's some Kitch versus Kitch acts. I don't know. He's just, he could get so dirty when he's upset that I, I can't help but talk shit. And then the third one is um, Mello, Nurkic, and then these guys, they beat us two years ago in a seven-game series, mm -hmm. so we had to get even. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Now, Jack, I just had a, point, a fun idea. Now, 
if these remaining teams were MCU movies, who would they be? These remaining teams. Well, okay, let's 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 go down the list and let's think about it. So let's start with the Denver Nuggets, right? Steve Rogers, Captain America, obviously. Okay. Not only does their new crest look like the shield a little bit with the pickaxes, but that's not why we're doing this. We're doing it because they were the little guys. Okay. Little guys got the talent, developed, became a team, worked together, and became one of the strongest forces in the league. I don't care what anybody says about the goddamn Nets or Bucks or fucking Jazz or anybody. Nuggets are right up in that conversation and have been in that conversation for three years now. Okay. At now, which, which Captain America movie, though? Um, oh, oh, yeah, right. Movie. Oh, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, Last year was Winter Soldier because it was like, whoa, where did these guys come from, right? Okay. This is exciting. Mm -hmm. This is everything. The odds seem entirely stacked against them. This year, it feels like Captain America Civil War because there's been some tragedy. There's been some pain. We lost Jamal Murray, you know? If he had been traded, maybe it would have been a little bit more of a, you know, that type of thing. But that's beside the point. Okay. Phoenix Suns, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, okay? Ragtag crew. I didn't see them coming, but... They brought in a vet, Chris Paul, a.k.a. James Gunn, the a Suns. solid. The Suns will be uh, Guardians 1. Yep. I mean, probably just Guardians entirely. but uh, And, uh, you know, their colors make me kind of, they, they pop like Guardians does for me. The Utah Jazz. Hmm. Uh, we'll come back to that. The Brooklyn Nets are Infinity War. Okay. That is literally, let's get everybody on this team into this movie. Let's bring them together. Let's make this happen. Um Oh, I see what you're doing there. Yeah, I'm That's doing bracketology clever. of the movies. Okay, then I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it on the series, which is perfect because I haven't messed it up yet. Milwaukee Bucks, the Buc- Milwaukee Bucks or Thor Ragnarok. You know, you can't go wrong with them. They're gonna be. They're fun. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the funniest names. It's great to say. Thor Ragnarok is a funny movie. Um, it's a good crew. You know. Now, will the winner of each of these series play each other next? No, so this is East and West. So oh, okay. I'll go every. So they're West, they're East. I'll go every other one here. Um, so the Utah Jazz, because we don't know who they're going to play yet. So I'll give you maybes for the Clippers and the in the Mavs here in a second. The Jazz, they feel like Doctor Strange to me. They kind of came out of nowhere, and I'm worried that they're going to be a force for a long time. You know, and they're powerful. Uh, I talk a lot of shit, but. They're really good. I talk shit because I'm scared of them. I and and kind of how we birthed the the Warriors a couple years back. I feel like we might have birthed the Jazz last year in that seven game series. The good news is I think we're strong enough we can keep up with them for a while. But they they worry me. They're unknown. Their power now the uh, the the Mavs and the Clippers. Um, Wait, who's playing the Jazz? So the, uh, it'll be decided tonight. So oh. I'll give you one for each of these guys just in case. Uh, so. Let's see. The Mavericks. Mavericks feel like Ant-Man to me. You know, The you, Ant-Man. You forget about them, but then you remember it, and you go like, oh, shit, Paul Rudd and Michael Douglas and uh, all these really great actors are in this, and it's a great movie. Uh, like um, Luka Dantich is on the Mavericks. Kristaps uh, Porzingis, they're very European on that team. Uh, Mark, <laughs> Mark Cuban loves his Euros. Uh, but uh, so we'll call him Ant Man. Bed and breakfast for biker gang. Exactly. <laughs> That's what he's done. And the Clippers, like I want to call the Clippers Iron Man, but don't write that down because I just don't feel. But they are. They got Kawhi. They got Paul George. They got the team. Let me just go down the list of movies real quick. Um, 
Mm. Now, the Clippers. Oh, no, it won't even be. No, it's game six tonight. So Dallas could win it tonight or the Clippers could force it to seven. And I, I, I'm going to say that the Clippers are Black Panther. And I don't feel. The Black Panther. I don't feel great about it in the sense of like Black Panther is a titan in the MCU. Mm. And the Clippers are not a titan like I've been describing. But they could be. Everybody thinks they should win the championship. And they are such. Like, here's why. So, Black Panther, big cultural icon, right? I think everybody wants the Clippers to be that cultural icon right now. They want Kawhi and Paul George to like kill it and prove that like you can have the team ups and like it can work. And if they're good players and do the right thing, because they're not annoying like LeBron and AD. LeBron and AD is almost blatant cheating, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> Kawhi and Paul George is a well-meaning, uh, happy accident that isn't going as well as they thought it might be. But they're still really good. And they could get hot, you know. The Nuggets again, kind of, kind of stole the wind out of their sails a little bit. But they came back this year, and they didn't. They didn't finish too shabby. They finished fourth, um, and they did kind of beat us up a little bit uh, through the season. So yeah, I'll give them Black Panther, which is kind of Doctor Strange, BP, Ant Man, kind of the 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 new wave of the MCU there. Which between the Jazz, the Clippers, it was the French the news wave, uh-huh. <laughs> as JJ Abrams says, the Philadelphia 76ers. Are, I'll give them Iron Man. I'll give them Iron Man one. Even though they're like, I don't know. They've been a team that's just like not lived up to expectations for so long. So Iron Man three. But the money, <laughs> right, I'm tempted <laughs> to. I really am tempted to. But uh, no, I think they, uh, no. Can, can I change that to the Avengers? I want to do the Avengers. Because I think they've been one of these team-ups, this Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, um, I think Tobias is Har- Harris is his name, Th- and, like, Dwight Howard's on the team now. Like, they're bringing all these guys in. Uh, I love me some DW. But, like, they've been, like, the Clippers, but they've been together longer, where it's like, these they should be really good. Why are they not? And then they get a competent coach in Doc Rivers, a.k.a. Nick Fury, comes in, brings this team together, they finish first in their division, and they they kick ass. They're pretty good this year. Who did Doc Rivers play for? I don't know who he played for, but he, he's coached the Clippers and the Celtics. Okay. Both. I forget who he played for. Because I know he's just like one of those famous NBA names, yeah, legacies. Yeah. He's, he's one of the best coaches of all time, for sure, I think. Okay. Um, and then the Atlanta Hawks, who are hard for me to diagnose because I don't know too much about them. I know about Trey Young. I know I think Rondo's on them. Um, what do they feel like to me? What do they feel like these Hawks? Um, cause they're young. They're kind of out of nowhere to me because they, they really bad last year. Uh, not good at all. At least from what I remember, but again, a surprise. And I don't want to do like Ant-Man two. I know that seems stupid. Um, Ooh, Spider-Man homecoming. Bada bing, bada boom. Easy. Kind of, you didn't see it coming. You really like it. Red, big time, you know, all that stuff. All right, cool. That's, yep. I hope the people out there agree with me that no basketball in the MCU because I think I did pretty well with a very limited understanding. I mean, I do not watch, like, every single game. I do not do that, but... I think I did okay. But this this makes it more fun and accessible exactly. for me. I mean, <laughs> I can think about these as like stuff I want to root for. Cause now it's like, 
I mean, nobody's Endgame. Yep. I mean, Endgame, I guess you I would say. Give, <laughs> I can't give Endgame to anybody. No. No, no, no. That movie is sacred. Uh, <laughs> you know? And I mean, like, that movie if, the, if the Lakers were still in it, it would be a fight for them and the Nets to be Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Lakers, I would I would say, are like Iron Man 1 because it's super arrogant, Tony, you know, having to get humbled a little bit. Oh, that was, I'd say that's Iron Man 3, though. Wow, that's true. Yeah. Because he gets they, aggressively humbled. He doesn't even have the suit be. most of the and time. And he has the, the golden suit in it, so it's perfect. Yeah. There the you LA go. Lakers are Iron Man 3. Suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. that's fun. I like that. This is idea. fun. Because uh, now I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, now let's see if we I could, if, hit a now, if 40 minute basketball rant. Uh, yeah, I know. And I'm trying to transition this into an MCU thing. Cause that's really what I did with my week was just watch MCU shit. And it's like you had basketball, I had MCU. <laughs> also so, too quickly, I'll throw a shout out. Cause there's, there's not too I'm much. I'm going to have a hard time deciding between infinity war and Ragnarok, but I, uh, you know, Doctor Strange and BP, these are all good matchups. I know, way. right? I mean, I, these like, are good matchups. Looking at it right now, I'm like, oh, it makes sense to me. Uh, th- what did I pick the... Oh, Guardians 1. Oh, yeah, wow. Actually, it's hard for me to pick. It's a hard. This is hard. These are good ones. Um, now, as the playoffs regress, we'll see how they unfold. But that, let's make some predictions, yeah, Jack. Yeah. Civil War or Guardians 1? Civil War. All right, see dubs They've been there. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, these are the big hitters. Okay. And these are the guys. All right. You need Cap and Tony. You would like to have the Guardians, but without the Guardians, you could still do Endgame. Without Cap and Tony, you cannot do Endgame. Now, do you think Black Panther is going to force seven with Ant Man? Yeah. For sure. Okay. I now, think do so. Do you think they're going to win in the I think, seventh? I think the, 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 the literal societal pressure on the Clippers right now is so immense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if they fuck this up, Kawhi Leonard and PG PG three are thirteen are uh, in big trouble. Um, but Paul George, yeah, yeah Paul okay. George. Um, although I don't think he's twenty, he's thirteen anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I think BP will force a game, game seven, and I think BP will take it. Okay, yeah, and it'll so be like we'll oh, just knock Am- and the Mavs off that get the board. Mavs off, get them so out. So now, Black Panther versus Doctor Strange here, Jack. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that. That bodes so poorly either way for the Nuggets. Who, if it was Clippers versus Jazz, either way, you're playing a team that you beat in a, that you embarrassed in a seven game series last year. That is, at least with the Jazz, so much better than they were. Um, it's crazy. So, I'm I'm, I'm gonna pick BP. I'm gonna pick okay. BP because I'm mostly scared of Doctor Strange. Okay, gotcha. Black Pants, they're going to the next round. Now let's head over to the Eastern MCU Conference. Mm-hmm. Infinity War versus Ragnarok. It's a tough one, but I, I think Ragnarok, because feel... I think uh, one, uh, like you said, most watchable MCU movie. Because uh, Infinity War is great, but Infinity War, man, can get real heavy. You know, that's, yeah. that's one you, and it's more rewarding if you save it and then you watch that one as an event. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I would say, yeah. With the Nets, everybody expects them to win. Like, everybody's, like, basically saying it's going to be the It's the, the most ambitious crossover yeah, of all time. Of all time. <laughs> that being said, at a fundamental film level and team level, Thor Ragnarok and the Milwaukee Bucks, they're great. And also, on the Bucks side, if the Bucks don't... Of any team, if the Bucks don't get it done this year, I think there will be some big turnover. And I really... I almost, I don't want this to happen, but I venture to say I'd almost kind of like the Bucks to win the finals 
Because if they don't, Giannis will probably go somewhere else, and I would hate it because it'll probably be like the Nets or the Lakers or some stupid bullshit like that, which can't fault him. Got to go get paid and win your championships. But as a fan, you've screwed the league for another five years. So please, Milwaukee Bucks, let's do this. Let's go Ragnarok. Let's go Ragnarok. All right, now you've got Avengers 1 versus Homecoming. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, Avengers one for me. Yeah, it's I, gotta. Uh, yeah, it's I love Homecoming. Be. Don't get me wrong, I love Homecoming, and I, uh, I, I'd love to watch it all the time. But come on, the ensemble, man, it's all the right. potential. That's the prediction for the next round. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. We'll see how the results come in, and then we'll make a prediction for the you yeah. know semis. Clippers, Nuggets, Bucks, uh, yeah. Sixers, and uh, yeah. so there you have it, folks. The MCU West and the MCU East. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be quite the hell of a it's tournament. Yeah, Kevin Feige has a busy week or a busy uh, couple months. Ahead. Civil War versus Black Panther, Ragnarok versus Avengers One. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's gonna be hell of a semis. And uh, when we get to those, the, when we get to the actual final, mm. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It would stink if the Nuggets played the Bucks and then lost to the Bucks. And what I wanted to save the NBA happens, but I would have to sacrifice Nuggets pride. But they've never been to a finals either. So if they make the finals, that'll be enough for me. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, real quick, uh, talk about weeks. Because like I said, this isn't like a long story by any means. But I saw my first Red Rocks concert. Lots of Colorado stuff. Have you week. never been to a I've Red Rocks been to a concert Red Rocks before? Con- okay, yeah. Because I was going to ask you. I've you only ever. The, uh, 303, baby. 303. Didn't even know they were still around doing anything. I had no idea either. Uh, so a couple things with it. So yeah. One, for people who are not from Colorado, you know about Red Rocks. You assume everyone from Colorado, you know, skis and goes to Red Rocks concerts. Well, that's just not the case because it's fucking expensive, okay? We, uh, no, no. But totally worth it. Totally worth it. Totally unbelievable experience. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. I've only ever worked out at that place and, like, gone to take pictures and go on hikes, right? One of my favorite things to do. But, you know, it gets stale if you're doing that all the time. That reinvigorated my view of that place, of that venue. I see what people are talking about. Oh, yeah. And to the point of 303, another Colorado group, uh, 303 from the, not only from the 303, but. I got a chain for my pit bull, man. I got a shot collar for my rock wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Man, seventh grade was lit. I'm telling you this. Lit on 303. I didn't. (laughs) Really ever? I, the only song by 303 I actually knew going into this was My First Kiss, kiss featuring Kesha. Really? My first kiss went a little like this. Really? And twist. Not even Don't and Trust twist. a Ho? <laughs> yeah, don't no. Trust, uh, yeah, Don't Trust. Yeah, Don't Trust, trust me. me, which yeah. I've been jamming out to quite a bit lately. And beforehand, because this was kind of a thing more of I like, like... the Katy Perry remix of that song. Yeah, yeah. I, here's the thing. So, never heard, went, just experienced that and Red Rocks entirely for the first time. Some people give them shit, whatever, because they're an early 2000 band. They fucking slap, dude. I love 303. That was so awesome. And they still got well, it. Well, if they put on a dope show, it doesn't fucking matter. And they they still got it, man. Like, I saw these guys, and I, I obviously don't know, like, who they are necessarily. But, like, you can tell, one, they've definitely been through quarantine and stuff like that. But just the energy. It was very apparent that... Everybody there thought we beat COVID, which, you know, maybe we did. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to say it until like it's five years down, 10 years down the line. And there's just no, we're back to total normal. But yeah, the people that are running the concert really think we beat COVID. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There was a sign that's like masks are, are, you know, advised. I looked back. 
And, and you know how Red Rocks concert goes. When you first get there, the opener, it's kind of like 60% full. People are funneling in. And you like kind of go, oh, okay, wow. Wow, what if 303 like didn't sell out? Who was uh, the opener? group named Cherub. I didn't really okay. know anything about them. Just em. keep an eye on yeah. them because uh, you got to keep an eye out on openers. Oh, I followed them on Spotify. Let me, yeah. let me tell you. But yeah, nobody was wearing a yeah. mask. Nobody. So I've only been to that place was two, packed. three Red Rocks concerts. Mm-hmm. So the first one, I don't count. Because it was uh, Dispatch. Oh, uh, sure. And I don't fuck with Dispatch because it's a fucking Christian rock band. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I, ah, I just don't like it. Yeah. It, it. It takes me back to a time where I was forced to go to Greenwood Community College and so fucking resentful mm-hmm. of every second of my existence. Nonsensical buffoonery. You know? There, and man. I was really getting into Metallica and heavy metal at the time. I mean, you couldn't get me with a, you know... He was a son. I mean, like it's this it's one. like it's like um as bad as uh God. Who is it? It's like um uh E B forty, I think. No, U B forty. U B forty. There's a rat in the kitchen what I'm I don't like white reggae, dude. What I'm gonna do, I'm gonna beat the rat. That's what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna beat the rat. That's the only song I know. I only know red, red wine. I know I knew all I know, I don't know the names of the songs, but I know the CD that my mom has, and I know that it's tracks 13 and 14. That's all I know. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't like white fucking Jamaican sounding music. You know, it just, it's got such an unsettling feeling. It doesn't feel good no. at all. It just, it's sublime. You're really walking a line yeah, there. It feels but, pretty gross. Uh, you know, <laughs> uh, but I feel like, I feel like white, Reggae turned into ska music, mm-hmm. and that is the most upsetting music yeah. to me. Yeah. It's not actually. There's plenty of there's other lots music. of bad stuff out there. There's yeah. a lot of bad stuff, you know. But uh, so I don't count Dispatch as my first concert. Now my second concert that I count as my first concert, Steve Miller Band. Oof, oof. Which was play the Joker, play the Joker, play the Joker, play Joker. The whole fucking concert. <laughs> play Joker. The whole fucking. What do you concert. think he's doing? He's doing a fucking show. It's gonna play. be the last yeah. of the last song. It was great. He's they, gonna walk off the stage two yeah. or three times before he plays fucking Joker. Exactly. You know how much that every band hates their number one song. They. That's what three hundred three did. They left and they stayed. They were gone for a while, and everyone's like, "Well, black grass." Well, they <laughs> they came back out. And they're like, oh yeah, we didn't play the fucking song. Uh, and then they started doing it. It was yeah. great. <laughs> I just, it was like the because it like obviously it was a showman. Like, oh, they didn't play the song, but you could kind of see like, oh yeah, they didn't play the fucking song. Yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, if we don't do this, they're gonna be so mad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So play that, the Joker. Yeah, but the thing about that that was super weird was my mom brought me, and uh, I think I gotta get. Uh, Get some Invisaligns because I've been noticing I've been whistling a lot more through the gap in my teeth. I can't do it when I force it. But my mom brought me to be with her friend and then her son who pissed me off when I was a kid and even got weirder mm-hmm. since then. And then um, the husband or boyfriend of that woman. And this guy was weird, <laughs> giving me weird vibes (laughs) especially because i love steve miller band i knew like all the hits you know there were some deep tracks that i didn't know but i had the greatest hits and i put that shit on repeat i loved it and so when they came on i was singing along and stuff and the guy was looking at me like wow 
get a load of this kid. <laughs> wow, that's that's incredible. How how does he know all these songs? It's like I don't know. Just because my mom dude. had that fucking album and I really liked all the songs on it. What are you doing here? If not like I at the show, I mean for sure. I mean one, I was so high, uh, bananas. Uh, so, yeah. so so much pot there. Um, but like again, I didn't really hear them, and I wanted to just like experience Red Rocks and experience Three Hundred Three. So I was just kind of like standing there, hands in the pockets, just like slaying, like getting into it. <laughs> And, you know, I got, and once, like, it's really starting to go, I was like, all right, all right. But, like. Hands coming out. They start moving around. White guy dancing. Oh, my God, exactly. But I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I got, everybody's there doing their thing, having fun, right? Yeah. That's what concerts are for. Cut loose, go crazy. This creepy dude staring at you, making you into a meal with his eyes. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. He was watching me more than the concert. <laughs> it's so fucking upsetting. <laughs> You know, it kind of tainted the experience. I can imagine. Yeah. It sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah. It was because yeah. I just kept seeing him out of the corner of my eyes. You know how you just like. And he, we're not talking. He's like, look at like, oh, that. And I was too see. young he's to like, just be like, what? He's literally like, he's not doing like, ah, oh, it's nice these dance. It's like a little. Nice. Yeah. Look at this kid go. Yeah. His He's got a full turn and he's looking and he's. It he's, was pedo vibe straight yeah, up, dude. Yeah, it was like, it. like, okay. I like it. And I was like in seventh or eighth grade. So it's like, I was too young to just be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you got a steering problem? Pedophile stink, man. You I don't know? care what they say about anything. Those They're, rascals. They suck. They're uh, hooligans. Yeah. If you're a pedophile, we do not like you at all. Okay. Yeah. At all. And that's a, that's a message from DMT. That's right. If you're touching kids. We don't fuck with you. We hate you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm very happy saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So my second official in my mind concert, I went with Wesley, Wesley Bear. Wesley Poosley. And uh, it was, it was so impromptu. Like he brought it up and like, I went on a Monday night. I think it was a Monday. It was like a weird night to do a concert. Mm -hmm. And it was the Rolling Stones. Yes. Mm -hmm. No. You know, uh, it was really cool because like it's this is my point about pay attention to the openers mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. the two people who opened for the main acts were leonard skinnard yes mm -hmm. and jefferson airplane oh what together <laughs> 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 didn't leonard skinnard die in a plane crash i don't know i can't remember <laughs> maybe i don't know somebody died in a plane crash the whole band yikes um but <laughs> no it was vince staples Danny oh. Brown, and then the co-headliners, Tyler, the creator, and ASAP Rocky. <sighs> yeah. Sleazel, yeah. Dude. And Sleazel. I mean, I'd heard some Danny Brown from Grand Theft Auto five. Mm -hmm. And then that concert, I like, I don't, I don't know why it didn't register for me. I followed Vince Staples, but didn't start following Danny Brown until recently. And dude, Danny Brown fucking slaps. Yeah. Yeah. Love DB. Danny Brown. It's got a couple songs that I have for sure. I can't think of them all. He's the, the one with head. the run the jewels. Three tears yeah. in the bucket. Yeah. Gotcha. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that whole album's great. Nice. Combat's probably my favorite song on it. I'll be honest. One of the things I couldn't stop thinking of was like, what if this was the run the jewels rage against the machine concert that I would see? I would be, I'd get arrested for yeah. sure. I'd go crazy. I would just, I would, yeah. cause I, cause I would know the words. I would know the energy and it would be a side of me that just never really gets to come out. That I would, just, oh man, yeah. That and I was thinking, I was like, I mean, if I ever see Run the Jewels at Red Rocks, no matter where I am in the world, I'll go see. I'm them. going. Yeah, I'm going yeah. for sure. Yeah, you and me both. Let's make a pack. Killer Mike and LP, Sammy B and Jackie D. If you guys like, you know, want to help, I mean, you know, you have no reason to, but 
it'd be cool. I mean, we'd love you more. We would. We really would. We'd I love mean, you more. You're already our favorite, but you're pretty beloved. But you'd be even more beloved. It's more, hey, it's help all about us, spreading the love. Help us find our dream. That's right. Of blowing this podcast up, and then eventually we can have run the jewels. That's right. Sitting in these chairs right here. That's hey. <laughs> RTJ. <laughs> I think, I think I would be so nervous. I think about this sometimes, where I'm like, if I like, I don't know. I just feel like the so- the annoying side of me would come out in a moment of like true starstruck nervousness, and I would just see them there, and the whole time I was like, run the jewels, 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 and they'd be like. Do you have questions for us? Jules, I'd just be like, Jules, hey, where's my Cripacola? <laughs> hey, Killer Mike, did you bring some Cripacola? Cola, huh? <laughs> what, was, what, was the, what was the blood one? Um, I can't remember. It was like, uh, shit. Who knows? Hey, they sold soda, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, they got the gang. He got the gangs. Yeah, he did. To turn a profit, you know? Uh, that's a uh, trigger warning with killer Mike on Netflix. Check it out. Really good. Six, yeah. six episodes, one season. Yeah. And then some, some really solid. I, what I like about this show is it's, it, you know, when I pitched it, I was like, it's like killer Mike trying to do things in the world. And it really is. But then people were like, well, yeah, but like some of his ideas don't work. And I'm like, but at least he's doing something. It's not the point. Stupid. At least he's trying. It's and the like, point of he like is effort. doing something. It's yeah. the effort and showing he's, people he's not, <laughs> that if you try and it's like, if you can yeah. do X, Y, Z, you can three, be successful. Episode three of trigger warning with killer Mike did not solve the problems with the Crips and the bloods. No, but he did get Crips and bloods to sell soda together. Right. Like it happened in like, Whatever. I mean, maybe they picked up practical business advice. One piece of advice is doing something. You know what I mean? And someone putting in the, like, belief. That's yeah. what Killer Mike brought was, like, I believe in you guys. Oh, I believe, oh it didn't work. It was, uh, it was impractical. Could never do it. Yeah. So we're not going to do anything instead. Let's go, LP! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LP chilling at a diner with his fucking Oakley song. Yep. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. But it, so what was cool about that concert was seeing how the stage built. Mm-hmm. So Danny yeah. and Vince shared the same stage, but their light shows were different and really cool. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Danny for uh, uh, fun, uh, Ain't It Funny, it, it was chaotic. Oh, man, I love that song. Yeah. That's a good running song. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've heard that one. Ain't though. It Funny. Yeah, it's fucking good. But uh, and then... Vince, when it was, um, I think it was Lift Me Up. Lift Me Up in Blue Suede, which Wes called Blue Swage. Blue Swage, because <laughs> he swages so hard. Swage. Blue Swage. Um, but, uh, I mean, that whole album, those few tracks of that Danny Brown album, like it, it builds in four or five songs that you're just like, fuck, this is good. Cool. You know, like... Um, I think it was golden. Yeah. No, lost. Lost. (laughs) I'm like Kubrick with two bricks. He's like doing that. And then Spielberg with eel words, dude. It's fucking good. He's so good, dude. And I love his voice because it reminds me of Be Real from Cypress Hill. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And then Vince came out and his was really fucking cool. And then Tyler comes out and he's like in a doll box because this was right after Cherry Bomb came out and he came out wearing the mask that he's wearing in Death Camp, that music video. Mm-hmm. He gets out of that and then he does the whole set. But his was actually kind of minimalist. And then ASAP comes out and dude, yeah. the oh. stage was outrageous. I'm- Multi-tiered stage. The... Uh, front of each structure had screens on it. So like, you know, it would have the mid tier of the stage and then like 
a couple pillars mm-hmm. below it. Well, when he starts playing Holy Ghost, crosses come up in between the pillars and fill the whole fucking thing. Oh, boy. And the thing about ASAP, you know, and I'm not the hugest ASAP fan. No. I fuck with, um, you know, I liked his last album. I like a few songs off of the first two albums, but he was sick. And yeah. he came out and he did it like a mm. professional, yeah. man. But you're right. It's the energy. Yeah. And we, Wes and I were too young to really under, like, really get into the energy. We were kind of like up tucked away from all the, right. all the craziness. Yeah. Well, and I was really close and like standing off to the side. And I, again, I just like, for me, I, I, I don't judge myself for it because I was like, I just like, I want to experience this. And for me, like dancing right now might make me too self-conscious. Like, why would I, you know, but you just yeah. got to throw a couple beers in, dude. You I just, love well, dancing. That, that was the other thing, guys. I was, uh, I, was set, I wanted to be DD because I had uh, camped uh, and been a little, little hungover, and I was like, fuck drinking forever, and then I got over it. But Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what exactly happens. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that is, that's part of the cycle. It is the cycle. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, it just you regret me. it. You hate it, and then you're just like, It caught me on the come down of the cycle. I'll, have a, I'll have a couple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, bam, you're back into it. Yeah, no, I... But no, Red Rocks is a whole new experience. And the fact that people who live nearby it are putting out fucking noise ordinances and complaints. It's what are like, you doing? Why did you move next to Red Rocks? What did you think you was going to happen? But fucking idiots. I think those people shouldn't be taken seriously. I believe it. They live in my backyard. I don't care if they hear this and listen to it. What are you doing? What? You could live anywhere else. And like, I don't know the prices in Morrison. I know the prices are ridiculous in the metro area, but like, you know what you're getting into. You have a mansion built into the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. Red Rocks is a natural formation from millions of years ago, all right? And is, I would say, a national icon. I mean, this it yeah. is a, pretty much all Americans know oh, about yeah. Red Rocks. Oh, yeah, a lot and of do fucking... do a pilgrimage to Red Rocks, yeah. you know? Like, people go musicians out of their way. do that, oh. and musicians record live albums all the time. Um, ooh, Bill Burr and uh, Dean Del Rey are coming to Red Rocks in October. Nice, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's going to oh, be a man. good one. <sighs> It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. And uh, I mean, Dave Chappelle's done Red Rocks. Yeah. Chris Rock's has done Red Rogan. Rocks. Rogan's done Red Rock. Yeah, dude, Red Rocks is like fucking huge, dude. Yeah. And also a place where I've thrown up on the stairs many times from exercise. Sure, sure. Not from a concert. I, I have not gone to a Red Rocks concert as an adult. Yeah, yeah. I I look forward to going to hopefully making a lot more money and going to many more. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that could be something I would probably spend far too much money on if I had the you know, means, but yeah, no, I've, uh, I've never thrown up on those stairs, but I've tripped and bled on them many times in very unathletic fashion. But the shit we had to do is the shit you still do sometimes. Yeah. I don't do red rocks as much anymore. I knew you, I knew kinda, I knew you kind of d- uh, dialed back. Co- COVID kind of killed it for me. I was like, That's oh, I like sleeping in man. Like, <laughs> people were like, you're like, oh, I got six. I'm like, not anymore ever. <laughs> like, I can't believe we did it as much as we did for football. Yeah, man. It, Wow, two years, three years, yeah. running every other all day. the way up those fucking risers. You and trip and you die. <laughs> I started going to McChesney and training four or five days. And a then week. we stopped doing Red Rocks. Stopped doing Red we Rocks. would have benefited more from Red Rocks and if we stuck with it, which is true. But I didn't appreciate how the coaches were getting mad at me for going to Matt instead of Red Rocks when they had specifically asked me to start going to That's Matt. That's true. Yeah, I I was the, the the double standard of that was so annoying and so inf- I was like, give me a break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, Neither here nor there. <laughs> any, any further I go, we're going to have to bring up Russell Wilson. So let's uh, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> start getting on a rant. 
What what else this week? What else? I mean, small things. Doom Patrol's fucking awesome. Thank you. I get it. Oh, how far are you? Uh, only four episodes in, and I'm already like, it's one of my favorites. Isn't it the best? Like, I, I was oh, so man, blown Robot away. Man is I know. Yeah. All of them are. No, like, all the character yeah. development in that first season is unreal, but then it doesn't draw away from the fact that each episode has an objective. Yeah. I mean, like, they gotta fucking uh, stop this massive black hole in the town, yeah. and they gotta go inside of a goat. Hey, you want to know into something? another dimension? This is uh, this is a moment of pride for old Jackie D. Uh, Larry's bandages don't bother me at all, at all, man. We're getting over the fear, my friend. Yeah, they're they're actually going to be what you feel like is a blessing because when you see him without them, it's oh, it's horrific. horrific. <laughs> oh my god, it's it's like a Chernobyl mummy. I hate it, it is. I it's hate it's it the Chernobyl so mozzarella man. <laughs> In Chernobyl mozzarella man, Ugh. Larry Trainer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I mean. All of their backstories are so, so fucking tragic. tragic. Yeah. And then, yeah, they climb inside I of a goat. I love Jane. Jane's my yeah, favorite. Yeah, Jane is Jane's the, best. the best. Crazy Jane. Jane. Uh, crazy Jane. Yep. Crazy and her Jane. and Robot Man's relationship as it develops is the most exciting to me. Yeah. Definitely Elastigirl's my least favorite. Right now, she's still the blob thing. Does she ever stop doing yeah. okay. she gets it. She gets it together. It's so gross. She gets it together and actually can use it it's for so, a fucking Like use, that visual yeah, is so gross. With her face <laughs> sl- sloping. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Cause she looks like fucking mushed up person, you know, like she just looks worse than the blob. Yeah. She's a skin colored blob. Yeah. Ugh. It's pretty rough. Ugh. And then they go to Brazil. She is very funny though. The character is yeah. very funny. Yeah. The, the Brazil where they fight Nazis. That yeah. was a fun one. Yeah. The, oh, the, they went to Paraguay is the one. I Paraguay. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And then you had this weird the, dude. The violence that they did to all those <laughs> mind controlled people. Robot man ripping people you in You want to fuck? <laughs> rips him and then smashes the other dude yeah uh, he's just like <laughs> i love it i love it i love it I love and then it. he's done he's like oh shit yeah Oops. Uh, uh, fucking whoops uh, now i want to restart it <laughs> fucking whoops <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's been really fun that's been great as i mentioned before the bo burnham special inside oh, i've heard it's heavy it's heavy for sure but like I don't know. I feel like if you have some sense, it's like very reasonable and understandable and like heavy for sure. And you see him go through the process. And again, so I think it's funnier than people are giving. A lot of people always are like, it's heavy. Like don't expect it to be too funny. It's fucking hilarious. It's Bo Burnham for sure. And it's so Bo Burnham that I'm like the heavy stuff. I could almost, he's just, to me, he's like the smartest creator in a lot of ways because like what he says I was saying it when I, after I watched it, it's like, I feel like with him, there's the least amount of artistic, like abstract interpretation between his message and what comes across to the audience. I think the audience gets exactly what's in Bo Burnham's mind. Yeah. I want to see eighth grade. You, me too. I really yeah. do. I hear it's phenomenal. I mean, he went ahead and he made a fucking coming of age, uh, pu- like going yeah. through puberty, puberty story mm-hmm. about an eighth grade girl. And I mean, I've heard it's just such amazing things about yeah. it, you know? And he, this is what I'll say is like, I just hope, especially younger generations, I think older generations will immediately put, turn this off and be like, ah, oh, this isn't for me. I think people are, I've heard it's like for people our age, like between, you know, 20 and 30, Yeah, it's one of the most like true things you'll ever watch. Yeah. Let me see what my sister said about it. And for the younger generation, I would just, please just 
like try and listen to him. Try and really listen to what he's saying and his commentary about society right now, because I think he's yeah. Still, he said, but oddly, like the best description of 2020. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's what she said. There's this one, uh, the one song about like the internet that is. It just makes scaling. It, it just makes you realize the slippery slope of revolution. You know, like mm-hmm. a, a technological revolution, and just like. You know, what something can become, like what something is and it can become and can be used for and how it's like, like, uh, he's got some great lines. I won't spoil it. I won't ruin them because if I tried to say them, I would butcher it and that's not fair to him. Yeah. And I got to watch it too. Highly so. recommend that. Totally worth the time. Uh, do patrol worth the time as reviewed. Uh, those who wish me dead. Totally, yep. totally Go check out time. DMT reviews. That's that's, worth that's the, time. the shortest of all of this. It is yeah. <laughs> the least amount of time devoted. Yeah, to I it. think Bo Burdum's is like an hour forty. It's just really? a, yeah, it's long. Wow. Cause, well, because it's it's like more to me a movie than anything. Like a cut together. It's really well done. Yeah, he does a good job with it. Here's another thing I would say about it. It is a, I think, completely raw creative vision because I think he shot it. I think I know he shot it. He wrote it. He did it. He did all the the lighting, everything. He like shows kind of that process. But I also get the vibe that Netflix was like, do whatever you want. Literally, here's the money. What do you want to do? I want to lock myself in an apartment for however long it takes me to do a special by myself. And I'm going to make it what it's going to be. And they were like, all right, cool. How much money do you need? I'll text you, you know? Mm. And I bet you that's what they did. That's what it feels like, you know? And they don't, they like, they don't pull any punches. I think it's all very real. And if it's not real, like if it is Bo, like understanding like this beat will hit here and blah, 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 blah. He knew the exact right beat to hit to make it feel. And I only preface that he may not, it may not be authentic because I think he's smart enough to feel that out and like play that out. I think it's all real. I think mm-hmm. it's all 100% real what he's putting out there. So yeah. Highly recommend people check that out. All right. You got me uh, sold, double yeah. sold. I feel like he's someone who who you can kind of overhype and he'll live up to it. But mm-hmm. uh, and again, I think people need to just listen to it. I think he's really saying some poignant stuff in there as well. But And then other than that, yeah, I think that's all I really watched this week. Mm. Yeah. 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 I started Black Monday. Oh, yeah. I watched the first season of Black Monday. Uh, it's pretty good. It's not as funny as I was thinking it was going to be, but it is very funny. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, the cast is amazing. I mean, uh, welcome to the dance floor, boys. Himself, Later, Don. Donnie Cheeds. Oh, sorry, that's from the 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 reviews episode. It's a whole bit we did about Donald Don Donnie Cheeds. Yeah, but. so tune in in the future. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, him in it. Uh, Regina King, amazing. Uh, Paul Shear, great. Uh, Andrew Rannell's awesome too, and his probably is leadingest role that I've ever seen. And, um, I mean, eventually it does, I mean, spoiler alert, it does reveal that he is gay, Mm. but for the full first season, it's like, Oh wow. He's actually playing a straight guy. Good for him. And then Paul Shear's playing a gay guy. Ah, yeah. I see, I see, I see. But uh, like, there's certain parts that are just really, really, really funny. I mean, the the two SEC agent ladies, they're fucking hilarious. Their banter because it's so funny because they're trying to blackmail Paul Shear, mm-hmm. and the one of them keeps going super hard with homophobic fucking rhetoric, and the other one just being like, "Jesus, tone it down." Down. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect to do with this? Like, what uh, are you doing? <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> Uh, and it's really great and it's really great how it turns out like the actual it because each episode 
is a, a number and it's a countdown from the year before to zero, which is Black Monday, mm. which is when the stock market crashed in 1987. Gotcha. And, uh, oh, Ken Marino plays twins in it. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. pretty great. Uh, and, and people <laughs> keep throwing like accusations that they're fucking each other. They get really defensive. <laughs> Those are just lies. Those are just rumors. We're not doing that. <laughs> it's so funny. Love it. Love um, it. Yeah. And uh, Seth and Evan directed the first episode. Oh, Executive nice. produced the whole thing. Um, yeah. Now check it. Check it out. It's on Showtime. Cool. Yep. Cool. So you got that right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So check sure that do. out. Um, I feel like I tried watching something else. It's not coming to me. Yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah. I watched. Uh, so you like my order? I like your order a lot, Jack. Now okay. let's, let, I mean, let's just bring it all back home with yeah. like, let's, let's get your definitive this. order of the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe in not timeline order, no. not release order, in story flow order. Yes. That's and probably, this is the DMT definitive list of the MCA, yeah. MCU movies I, as created by Jack Dean Anderson. I, I you know, because again, like what, what, what makes these movies great? Like mm-hmm. we've talked about this a lot. And for me, a lot of what makes this movies great is the character progression and how they not only do Avengers movies to bring people together, but eventually the char- like the characters are so essential to each other. Like Tony Stark is so essential to Steve Rogers' story. Um, you know, uh, the the cosmic scope of what Asgard is with the Guardians and Thanos, um, mixed with the magic that kind of comes in with Doctor Strange. A, I mean, a little bit of Black Panther, but. Um, these are important things. And if they like kind of come together and you reminded them at certain times, really the goal is to make infinity war and end game as momentous as possible from a storytelling perspective, which, you know, if you watch in the order that they came out back in the day, we experienced that. And obviously it made us the biggest fans in the world of this mm-hmm. thing. But obviously that was a studio being like, we're going to try it. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. Oh, wow. Okay. Flow, flow, flow. But it took them a minute to like get to that place, and even when they did, they're like, "Ah, oh, we're still gonna like try stuff," and that's what they should do. That's what works for them. Um, timeline, great for a like sense of what is happening in the world at like a like a real you know real time level or whatever. But I would argue that the story version of it does that as well, but it keeps you focused on what's important, which isn't what year did this happen. It's when would be the most appropriate time for this character to go through this thing. So that's my preface for why I like doing it this mm-hmm. way. So number one, cause it's based in the timeline order because that is a, I like linear storytelling. It's just easier. If you have a brilliant idea on how to twist and turn something, do it. I'm a big fan, but I'm a pretty simple guy. I like ABC. It makes sense to me. Uh, so 1940s, Captain America, first Avenger, obviously first thing that happens, kicks things off. And what's cool about it, two reasons. Um, one, Infinity Stones are immediately the most important thing in the entire yes. story. Even though Captain, it's Captain America's movie. Hydra's secret weapon. <laughs> she left it in the ocean. Um, but then, uh, <laughs> two, there's this really beautiful, amazing, wonderful thing that happens where it's a lot about Steve and Peggy, right? And the last thing of Endgame is Stephen Peggy. It's a bookend. Yep. It's a beautiful bookend. It's it's really satisfying. Uh, so start with First Avenger. A lot of good reasons to do that. Chronologically, 1990s, Captain Marvel. We had a little bit of a 
I'll overstate it and call it a rub about this, where you made a brilliant point and something I had to like think about a little bit. So why I put Captain Marvel here, because what what did you say? Um, what was your point when we originally talked about this? I was thinking of putting it like closer to Guardians of the Galaxy. For the cosmic thing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and have it be a continuity thing with Ronan and Korath. Right, 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 right. And like kind of having that callback to Nick Fury and the Avengers. Mm-hmm. For me, I have it there because specifically because he comes up with the Avengers initiative. That's right. Yeah. So it would be after the first Avengers movie. That's where I wanted to put it. Right. And then the conception because of it what would be this like, was. Well, yeah. we'll get a kickback to Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah. For me, I like putting it second. Chronologically, like I said, I like straightforward ABC. But too, with that, I feel like Nick Fury gets interested. It's more Nick Fury's movie than anything in this form of it, right? Mm-hmm. And how he thought of the Avengers and what this thing, the Avengers, is now happening in this universe. Okay, what is it? It doesn't seem like that big of a deal. Plus, Captain Marvel comes into it with the Infinity Stones, keeps the Tesseract heavily involved, fluidly. Because, like, when I first saw Captain Marvel, I was like, why do you need to bring the Tesseract? Yeah, why do we have to see the, like, underground facility from the Avengers? Now it makes you know? a little bit of sense because you had... Howard Stark find it, and now it's like up in space, and clearly a lot has happened. And Shield's this big thing. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And um, it carries through into Iron Man, where you get that big reveal of the Avengers. You see, so you have Tony, and Tony is like a very. I remember watching it the first time, and it was a very like, oh, okay, it's Tony Stark. Like we're in, and Captain Marvel introduces the a cosmic uh, reality as well with. Ronan, and you're like, oh, there are aliens in this thing. Okay, wow, how powerful can these people get? Then you get to Tony. You get to a much more grounded story. And it's just, honestly, I, when I got to Iron Man, it felt like taking, like, a like I've been holding in a pee for a long time. It's, <laughs> it's like, been too long. Oh, okay. We got Tony Stark. We get to know him. We end it with, and, and you've got Cap, you've got Nick Fury, and you've got Tony, who pretty much run phase one, those three. And so, and then you end it with Nick Fury, Avengers Initiative. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. And then Iron Man 2, Hulk, Thor, four, those all happen in the same year, that order, because... Um, it's Nick Fury's big week. It's Nick Fury's big week. Yep. Iron Man two to just kind of carry Tony's story. Cause he is so important. You want to keep as much Tony yeah, it's as like fluid six as months. You yep. get uh Tony's development and there. He almost dies. He comes up with this renewable energy and he gets told about the Avengers initiative, right? Or and, the consulting. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also, uh, that Easter egg with captain America shield right. to hold up the arc reactor. Mm-hmm. So, and you get a reveal of Thor's hammer. So you're like, okay, this is kind of the, this is where we. This is where the gas turns on. This is where mm-hmm. this really starts getting going, and then you watch Incredible Hulk and you play pretend that it's Mark Ruffalo, and then you've got Thunderbolt Ross, and now Abomination's coming back. So there's a lot of reasons to keep watching this movie, mm-hmm. uh, and you got Tony at the end, which means now Tony really is in the fold of this Avengers thing. And then you finish with Thor because I feel like Thor between Loki, between um, the cosmic stuff, between and like he kind of is the most like outside Avenger. Like he comes in later in the movie, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Makes sense to put him right there. And I think this is true to the chronologic one. Thor, Avengers, culmination, bada bing, bada boom. This is where you got to carry the, this is where the storylines start becoming really important. Like you said. I'm going to print you a shirt that says bada bing, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> it's a tick that just started it's happening. Your, it's your yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you and you don't even say that. You say blah, 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 blah. blah, blah, blah it's blah. not even blah, 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 blah. It's blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's all one word. Uh, this has been a very Jack heavy episode. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, I've, been, I've, been I've hogged plenty of an episode okay. before. I'll talk about basketball and the MCU all day. Yeah, that's why I had to turn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> but um so then 
Cosmic carried through, okay, carrying the Loki and Thor storyline for a little while and like remind, okay, this is going to be big. This is a big one, right? Thor the Dark World, introduce another Infinity Stone, keep the Cosmic thing going. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, yeah. this is something that I wanted to bring up. I texted you all. I mean, I've been texting you corresponding as I've been watching I've these because of like sure. how I've been feeling as these have been developing because you're totally right. I love it. Thor, Loki into Avengers, and then it picks right up in the beginning of Dark World with Loki being punished. Getting you know, away. I mean, Iron Man 3 doesn't pick right up. It doesn't at all. So having that and then... The thing about the dark world, and I mean, I had a hard time watching the first Thor movie too. I mean, those Dutch angles, man, are fucking ridiculous. Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. This is man. not a war vessel. This is not. <laughs> Do you read me? <laughs> there are families. I like how you say that after they've already destroyed As the Guardians ship. Guardians family. The ship is cut in half while yeah. that message is yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, he... Uh, so I have a hard time watching Thor one, but I can get through it pretty well. It's just because it doesn't kick off that he's Thor until the end, but that's the point of his character development. You want me to put the hammer down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So really, I think Thor just carries into the first Avengers movie very well because you get to see him being Thor, you know, rather than basically Donald Blake, right? You know, yeah. So and something that's important too to that point is I think it's really important to kind of bring Thor in in a vacuumed type of space, if you know what I mean, like give it a lot of time before you bring him back in because he changes so much. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to just admit that you haven't seen him for a really long time. So that like when he shows up in Ragnarok and he's funny, you're mm-hmm. like, it's been like 10 movies since I've seen right. him. So this yeah. would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I watched the dark world and I texted you that, it is the hands down hardest MCU movie to watch because they didn't know exactly what they were doing. They're like, well, we'll get Alan Taylor because he did game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus and McFeely. They didn't do the story. They just got hired to write the script. So it's like, yeah, we're good at writing Marvel scripts. We can just slap this fucking thing together. But the story robbed Malekith of his true origins and personal fucking stake against Thor and Odin, mm-hmm. you know, like he used to be a part of their fucking, uh, you know, council and stuff. Stuff and he wanted to, he was kind of Loki-esque, and yeah. I'm sure that's why they changed him, because he was ultimately just like, hey, fuck Odin, fuck well, I Thor, I want to change this. Originally, but there was he, like a big emphasis on his backstory, yeah. and then Marvel but he, was he like, we got to get more Loki in there. We yeah, gotta get exactly. More Loki. Yeah. yeah, Loki was super popular mm-hmm. in the Avengers, and so Malekith suffered because of that, because mm-hmm. his whole thing was he needed to get the sword of Thur- Surtur, I think, and he got, he corrupts himself with dark magic. That's how he gets the dark half of his face. You know, it's not because he gets blasted by lightning. Right. You know, and I only know this because I watched a, a, a cartoon. I think it was just called Thor: Sword of Asgard, something like that. But it was really good. But it, I watched that before Dark World even came out, and I was just like, oh, pff, well, Malekith was way better in that one yeah. as far as an emotional stake. And Loki still played a very big part in that. Yeah. You know? It just didn't seem like anybody was happy with how that movie came no. out. Yeah. And uh, it's just the least watchable one. I It took yeah. me like... Chris Hemsworth wanted to quit after it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when he started going like... We got to change. We got to change something or I can't keep doing that's this. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they got Taika. Yeah. You know? Which, and again... This is why because Marvel's then better. You get, you get Ragnarok, which is the most yeah. watchable MCU movie. That is one you can just pop on anytime yeah. and be totally fine. And I mean, not even totally dialed in, but you enjoy every fucking second of that fucking yeah. movie. I enjoy it. LeBron James is DC. 
Michael Jordan is Marvel, obviously. <laughs> I mean, because they're smart. They pivot. They change. They learn. You know, they don't just keep doing the same thing. They anyway. got six, three in a row, three in a row. That's right, they really did. So yeah, you got you got the cosmic uh, storyline, which yeah. then <laughs> Iron Man three in the Dark World, where when he played baseball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Age of Ultron. Yeah, that was him two, playing. Yeah, Phase two, phase most one, of Phase two. One, two, three. Phase two, baseball. You know, gambling <laughs> scandals, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, Space, Space three, Jam. We're getting three more, you know. Uh, yeah, Space Jam. There's some good stuff in there. Um, but uh, yeah, Winter Soldier is Space Jam. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Guardians. So he, okay, so. Um, so uh, from the Dark World, you go into the Guardians movies. I just watched both of Collector those. Collector is at the end of exactly. the Dark World. Exactly. They dovetail so perfectly from the Avengers into Dark World yeah. into Guardians 1. And it makes it more satisfying when Thor meets yeah. the Guardians. Oh, and that's the thing, too, that I said about the, the Aether. There was, they were just like, okay, it's a rea- it's a stone, but we don't know what kind of stone. So let's just give it some generic goo yeah. fucking weaponry thing. It's not the reality stone. Because if it was the reality stone in that movie, when Malekith had it, he could literally wave his hand and fucking everything would have been destroyed. He wouldn't have needed the convergence. He mm-hmm. would have just changed reality, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so. that stone alone... <laughs> That one of the time I stone. mean, it's an Avengers-level threat that Thor had to take on by Alone. himself. Yeah, with Jane Foster. The yeah. two Thors, but not pre-Jane Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, then you carry the cosmic thing. You get the power stone. You get Ronin back, kind of some throwbacks to Captain Marvel. You're like, and then oh, Guardians 2, it's this universe a- is still going. Yeah. Guardians 2 is, I mean, it literally takes place right after Guardians 1, yeah. chronological, whatever you want to do. Um, it's like six months after it. Six yeah. months like after. Like Iron Man 2. And it makes the Guardians like this fun little side trip you get to go on. It gives them more. It, yeah, it's like an episode. Yeah. You know, it's like just you're another like, episode. Who are these of guys? The, and the raccoon you know? and the yeah. tree and the, yeah. yeah. Dave Batista, yeah, like all this stuff. And I understand people's gripes with it, but it's like, well, it was good either way. Yeah. I liked it a lot. And also, I mean, it's just, uh, it, it packs a punch as far as like dad stuff. Like yeah. I, I went up and uh, like had to really give my dad a sincere, <laughs> like, thank you for yeah. everything he's done. He's, he's my Yondu. <laughs> that's, dude, that's why I love art, man. Yondu Udanta. Order your man to stand down now. Face a face. Uh, yeah. Yes. And to what's cool is because after this, you don't see the Guardians again until Infinity War, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of forget about them. And then mm-hmm. they come back, and it's like another thing, too. It's been so long since we've seen them. They have so much time to develop their chemistry, and it's just, it's really nice, and it's great. Right. And, and then it, you go back to Earth, you hit Iron Man 3. This is where it starts It seems like, important. okay, well, we've gotten a little bit of time after Avengers. Had uh, and at least maybe a year. Yeah, you know? and this is where the PTSD pays, plays an impact, yeah. rather than it being out less than a year later yeah. than the fucking movie. Tony's been dealing with this silently for over a year, yeah. which makes sense. He probably would after all, because like, what else was he going to do? Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. It makes the PTSD thing and Tony going on his own journey so much more impactful because it's not, you know, I Avengers, Iron Man three, obviously Tony is our money maker. Keep putting him in stuff. Mm-hmm. It's this well, character. He, get, he gets a bunch of perspective from that movie. Yeah. And they always say like, Oh, it takes place in 2013. So you got to watch it right after Avengers. And I'm like, no, you don't because it is just so much more impactful if he has been dealing with this for a long time and he's been building all these suits. Like it just that, it's too fast if it happens right after Avengers. You know, yeah, it's just, there's no it's way he just builds all fast. those fucking suits. Yeah. So, you know, you let it breathe, you let it, you know, and and that makes what Tony does over Ultron and Civil War so much more important, mm-hmm. right? And so and his his relationship with uh Peter, you know, when he meets the kid, blah blah blah. Like this is all happening now, right? 
Meanwhile, you have Cap on the flip side, losing everything in Winter Soldier in the exact opposite kind of way. Everything's corrupt. Everything's fucked up. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, great movie. And now you've got Tony and Cap pretty much in sync from yeah, this point that's, on. That's their first, like, yeah. on the same page. Yeah. We got to bring the Avengers back. Yeah, we got to bring the Avengers back. So then we do Age of Ultron, carry that, because that is really important for Civil War. You know, And that movie is really important. What makes that movie really good, there's a lot of things that make it good, a lot of things that make it bad. But one thing that if you do it this way, it makes it really good, is it continues to build the Steve-Tony relationship in real time. And it makes you just go, again... It's so important for it to feel like these two are essential to each other because they are mm-hmm. in every way, shape, and form. So Ultron builds that up and makes it basically go like, oh, the Avengers could be a liability, right? Then, I mean, again, like I told you, I, I don't necessarily like putting Ant-Man right there, but like you can't not because they mentioned Sokovia and he's in Civil War. And the Avengers uh, And the facility. Avengers facility fights Falcon. So it's like... Who is an Avenger Which, at that point? You yeah. know, at that point, like, all right, give it get, again, give Ultron and give Civil War time. Let the new Avengers kind of do their thing. Let the UN think about it and like go like, oh, okay, these guys are a problem. Meanwhile, you got Paul Rudd adding this whole new element to the thing. And then you get Civil War, which like at this point, this makes Civil War almost the most important movie of all of them. Yeah. You know, thanks it for is. thinking of me. Yeah, exactly. And so rewarding, so great. It's like the the pre it's it's the foreplay before infinity like this now become you know we done all the make we it's did Avengers the date, 2.5. we made out with them all right now now we're going now yeah. we're going to now we're done. on third base yes and so <laughs> Civil War and then I think it continues to be important from here because I think the fallout of Civil War you got to stay on track with that then make it cosmic and then go like the cosmic threat is or the the cosmic arena is hitting the personal threat right mm-hmm. so you've got. Okay, what well, makes sense? Black Panther picks up right after Civil. Yes, he's in that jet, and they're talking about the explosion. Yes, like it's this is new news, so you got to watch Black Panther. Makes sense. Spider Man Homecoming's like three months, six mm-hmm. months after. Okay, give that time. You know, you're getting no Chala, you're getting no Peter Parker. All right, this is perfect time. Maybe Ant Man and the Wasp. See what's up with him. Stop it before the post credit scene. Do not watch the post credit. Pause scene. the post credit scene. Pause post credit scene. Come back to it then. Go and watch Doctor Strange, you know? Why don't you watch that place? place? That movie takes place over like 10 years, okay? That movie doesn't really matter chronologically where it's at. It matters when, it's important when Doctor Strange makes his presence known in the universe. Yes. Which should be post-Civil War for us to go like, okay, our characters are really in some trouble, uh, but like their good things are happening, bad things are happening. Magic? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Whoa! And then like, Oh, this makes Thanos make so much more sense. Doctor Strange obviously is a huge part in Infinity War. So, I have Agamotto. I have Agamotto, and he's in Ragnarok. So you do Ant-Man, Wasp, Doctor Strange, get real cosmic, then you get Ragnarok, which leads right in into Infinity War. And then right at, at the post-credits for Ragnarok, you watch the post-credits for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I think that makes a pretty good t- uh, side tangent just to be like... Hmm? I know, yeah, because I'm... Or do you put that after Infinity War? I, I, I think I put it out after Infinity War, not for like that reason specifically, but because, oh, because Thanos coming up and then it immediately being them in the ship is so power. I mean, again, again like from a fan standpoint, yeah. so powerful because yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. And then the next thing you watch is what happens. Mm-hmm. And then you go through that and you're kind of like, will the Avengers win? Won't they? Where's Ant-Man? Oh, okay, he's under house arrest. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just watched that. So he, right now he's in San Francisco doing his thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, funny. And then 
you play the and Infinity War happens. You play the post credit scene from Ant Man. You go, oh shit! Oh, he's stuck in the thing. You watch End Game. Bada bing, bada boom. Now they've added some things. So before you would think, oh, we got to get to Far From Home after End Game, right? No, 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 no. You have to watch WandaVision, then Winter Soldier, yes. Falcon, Winter Soldier, and then, then Spider Man. Yeah, or yep. uh, Far From Home. Yep. Yes. Because Far From Home takes place a year out. I mean, they've gone through another school year, basically, right? Um, yeah, because it's the spring semester. Yeah, like it's the end of the year. And like WandaVision's three weeks after Endgame, the end of Endgame. Falcon Winter Soldier's a month after, so it would only make sense. And also, you would think that in Far From Home, they'd be like, oh, yeah, Scarlet Witch uh, uh, went fucking crazy. Uh, oh, well, I guess, no, that wouldn't make any sense. I rescind that point. But um, that's my order. I think it plays out in a beautiful way. Uh, I think. And then come July 9th, you put uh, Scarlet Witch in between, or not or Scarlet Black, Witch, Black Widow, Widow between Civil War. Yep. Yep. You gotta. Uh, go, because I'm sure that picks up right after Civil War. Yeah. It'll be interesting because, yeah, it'll pick up right after Civil War. It'll be interesting where it ends. Does it end with her, like, going right with Cap, you know, mm-hmm. like cutting the hair and dying? And then Steve's like, hey, I got a phone call. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We- and then. Um, all very exciting yes yes and then we'll figure out shang chi eternals will be after far from home i'm sure yeah i think shang chi probably will be too it's how it seems but it just seems like yeah Thanos basically opened a keyhole to just unlimited possibilities right (laughs) (laughs) kevin feige is thanos yes yeah and he's holding the gauntlet awesomeness no, <laughs> but yeah. So that's the definitive DMT watch order of the MCU. Mm-hmm. We also got the freaking MCU playoff bracket. Bracket. Yep, it's pretty dope, dude. Pretty dope. So stay tuned. I think that's a good place to stop for today. Uh, so yeah, let me uh, let me get this outro tune going. That's it for DMT. Don't miss this podcast. Again, I'm Sam Butler. Follow me at Sammy B underscore DMT. He's Jack Anderson, Silverback Sasquatch 1162. Uh, hit us up. Follow us on YouTube. Like, rate, and subscribe. DMT Studios. We got uh, some things cooking. You know, go check out bestwurstcantina.com where we also have things cooking as well as merchandise. And then uh, our Instagram is dmtpcast, dmtpcast at gmail.com if you want to send us anything, any rebuttals, any suggestions for reviews. Uh, Otherwise, check out the review episode every Tuesday. Uh, And then I think that's all I got. Take a sleazy, Mayor McCheesy. Love you guys.